Spectre 5? Spectre 5, come in, can you hear me? Sabine, come in! Uh, this is wrong, it's all gone wrong! Kanan! Where are you? Welcome to Children of the Force Reaction Corps, where we react to and analyze Star Wars past and present. Reaction Corps episodes are a special edition of Children of the Force, which is a podcast about Star Wars by one adult and his two kids. I'm Al Nowatsky, the adult. I'm Anna, and I'm ten. I'm Liam. I'm seven. All right. And uh, today we're talking about... And I like to write. You like to write. Yeah, you do now. And I just started um, loving to write on Saturday. Yeah, kind of writing in a journal. Which was three years ago. Do- three days ago. Three days ago. <laughs> and I love to read, so Liam could write a book, and then I could read it. <laughs> Maybe someday, huh? Yeah. Sounds good. So today we're talking about Steps into Shadow, the appropriately titled hour-long premiere of season three of Rebels. So, Rebels has come quite a long ways, huh? Wouldn't mm-hmm. you say, Anna? Mm-hmm. Yeah, from like the first season was almost entirely on Lothal, and it was just kind of about these people getting to know each other. There wasn't like any, there was some big action, but nothing like super huge, you know? And then well, the second Lando season. and Honda, wait, Hon- no, both of those were in the second season. Wait, no, Landon, Landon, Lando was in the first one. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Lando was in the second yeah. season. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the second season, which, you know, they start to bring in the kind of the military, right? They realize they're part of a cell, and there's the big force stuff at the end with Ahsoka, and then uh, now we have this season, which, you know, who knows what this is going to be. But uh, so far, it looks like it's going to be pretty serious. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, pretty good. So so we start off this episode. We're just kind of run through it and talk about things. And, and uh, you know, I'm not going to do like a, you know, scene by scene take. But right. there's certain things I wanted to kind of talk about and bring up. So I think we're, we'll just kind of talk about the episode. Uh, we didn't get to watch it live, which was kind of a bummer because we were, but that's okay. We were doing fun stuff anyway. So we watched it the next morning and then we haven't had a chance to record until today, Monday. So, um, yeah, really cool though. Uh, I love that it starts off in another Imperial prison. We've been getting to see Imperial prisons. We saw an Imperial prison in the, um, what you call the Freemakers. I'm trying to think of that Remember? Imperial Prison and the Freemakers. The, they rescued the Wookiee. Yep. On Kashyyyk. Mm-hmm. Okay, yep. Uh, and then also we saw the Spire in Season 1, right? When they were thinking they were going to go save... Come on, someone. Get the name for me. Uh, come I don't on. even know what you're come talking on. about, the Spire. Um, um, uh, uh, what's your... Luminara Unduli. Hey, you got it, Liam. Oh, Thanks. yes. Um, but so now that now one is like in a big castle, and this one is cut into the side of a cliff, which is pretty cool. Uh, and of course, they're rescuing Hondo. And uh, I love when they open the door, and he says, <laughs> "Purple guy, so Mando girl, Ezra Bridger." <laughs> <laughs> it's just like purple, purple guy, Mando girl, 
Ezra Bridger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny. Purple guy. I love it. <laughs> Man, don't <girl>. Man, uh, <laughs> like the purple guy. <laughs> so I it like starts. So it starts off, you know, a little funny, but then Turba, the Ugnaught, who's with Hondo, who has all this information. After 10 seconds of rescuing him, he, he dies. He gets blasted by an ATDP and he dies. And it's kind of. Sad. It's. Yeah, but it kind of, it's almost played off as a make joke. A deal. It's almost like a like a joke though when he dies. Almost like yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure. I like how they did that. Like Honda, what does Honda say? Well, I guess the deal is off. You know, because Turbo says the deal's off. He doesn't want to. He Turbo. He doesn't want to. Um, you know, do it anymore. Basically, is what he's saying. That's why he runs off ahead. But still, I don't know. I'm not sure. I like joking about the death of an ally or an enemy. But I mean, that's Hondo. I don't expect any less from Hondo. Right. Um. But a lot of people die in this episode, I think, right? It makes Ooh. me kind of uncomfortable. A bunch of... A lot of stormtroopers. And so, like, Ezra, after that, he basically mind tricks the ATDP driver to, like, kill his fellow soldiers because he blasts them off that platform. There's no way they survive, right? And then right? he makes the ATDP and the soldier and the ATDP walk off the edge and die. Right. Which he's kind of going crazy that's some dark-sided stuff that's some dark-sided things um so yeah kind of creepy makes me a little uncomfortable i actually tried counting the amount of dead troopers in this episode and i lost count at 17 Whoa. Uh, almost all killed by ezra i think but you know i looked i kept going back and looking at these troopers lying on the ground and they did this in in previous seasons too but i think it's a little more prominent or a little less prominent this year um but i think they're still doing it if you look really close you can see the troopers laying on the ground and they're moving just a little bit like their foot will move just a little bit or you can kind of see their torso go up and down like they're still breathing right so I think they're trying to say, you know, maybe he's not killing all of these ones that he, like, slashes with the lightsaber and bounces their blaster bolts back at them, right? Um, I don't think those troopers think necessarily... I really care if he kills them or not, though. I don't know. I don't know. But it is a, it's a show for kids, and I think, you know, having that much death in the show uh, by someone who is a child, what is he, 16 years old, you know... Um, yeah, it's a little disturbing. So I'm glad that you. Eighteen. No, he's not. I'm glad that you can see these troopers moving just a little bit. So maybe it wasn't seventeen, but I had, I had counted seventeen. I know at least like five, well, right? Because at the beginning. Seventeen on the ground. Right. Well, I mean, there was those five and the ATDP driver. Like they all died. They all fell off the ledge. There's no way they survived. Um, One might have survived. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe a ship picked them up or something Hi. and drove them into the bottom entrance. Mm. Wow, well, that's some... I don't know. I don't know. I don't like think so. a very, very scary <laughs> big swimming pool that they fall into. And then they drive them back in. There's a swimming uh, pool down there? Yeah. If All right. you fell in the swimming pool, you would still probably die. Yeah, that would be a deep swimming pool. Yeah, I know. Deep, deep, yeah. deep, deep. Sure. Like 50 feet. Oh, right. More than that. No, probably about 50. Oh my gosh, there's no swimming pool down there. Yeah, they died. <laughs> <laughs> they died. Okay, okay. So, okay. so they come back from this mission, 
and uh and Ezra feels like you know he's he's sorry that Turbo died and and uh he's kind of mad because not everyone's saying like hey way to go you're awesome you know like uh what uh, Sato says that right the the admiral right he says like oh you're promoted you know you got a promotion but like Hera and you know and Kanan isn't even talking to Ezra and Hera's like hey that's you know you gotta you gotta do better you know you lost someone in the field you someone died on your watch and Ezra you know he gets real defensive and he goes to his room and uh talks starts talking to that Sith holocron which is creepy enough as it is but when it's voiced by the same voice that does Ventress <laughs> uh Nika Futterman is? is the voice of that holocron yeah could it be Ventress it's not Ventress <laughs> no that's been confirmed uh it's an ancient Sith um but you know I thought that was the Sith temple remember last season when when we heard that voice when they were on Malachor I kind of thought that was the voice of the temple I did not realize at the time that it was the voice of the holocron but but now we know that that's actually like the holocron is i don't think the holocron is alive necessarily but there's some sort of sith presence like trapped in it but sith can't live beyond death so it must be almost like a really complicated computer program or something right? that some sith person made or something i don't know i don't know um you know like siri basically right it's sithy sithy yeah it's sithy uh so i don't know that's kind of weird but uh, I kind of hope they explain that because the whole deal with the Sith is that they cannot live beyond death. You know, that's, they, they cling to the material world too much that they would never let, let go in the same way a, a Jedi can let go and let their spirit live on, you know, like, I don't know. So we'll see. And Ezra says, they can't see if they can't see, I must become stronger, more powerful. I will never let my friends get hurt again. Oh, Ezra. <sighs> And, like, it's almost like he's talking about Kanan, too, right? Like, Kanan can't see. And if Kanan can't see, Ezra must become stronger. Like, he has to take Kanan's place. And it seems like that's what he's trying to do on these missions, right? Like, he's all Mr. Confident, giving the orders, you know, but he's not doing it the way Kanan did it. He's not, he's just being really, I think he's trying to make up for the fact that he's 16, right? He's like, I'm an adult now, you have to listen to me, you know, but he's not. He's still a kid. He forgets that he's a kid. Right? Right. But, uh, but it reminds me of Finding Nemo. Uh, <laughs> in the movie Finding Nemo, when Dory's telling uh, Marlin, Marlin, is that his name? The dad? That he has to let go. Because Marlin's like, no, you can't, he can't do anything. Because if he does something, he's going to get hurt. You know? And he, it's Marlin's job to protect Nemo, no matter what. He has to protect him. But at some point, you have to let go of that. Because you can't save everyone, Right. Right. Now, Ezra wants to save everyone. He wants to protect his friends, and that's a good thing. It's a good thing, wanting to protect your friends, right? But you can't, you can't try to, like, grow all-powerful and, like... You right. Sh you, well, you shouldn't it's, try to, like, grow all-powerful and just take control of them. Yeah, it's not realistic. Right. To, to, to expect to always be able to protect your friends and family. And I, I think this is probably why the Jedi had the rules about not fighting wars for people and not trying to always help because i always thought it seemed kind of selfish when qui-gon said that they didn't come to tatooine to free slaves we didn't come here to free slaves you know like he says that like why why not why doesn't the why don't all the jedi just go to tatooine and free the slaves how can they let slavery continue to happen right they could do that couldn't they 
But how would they do it? Would they do it by killing all the slavers? No. Well, how would they do it? If they do it and they leave, isn't slavery just going to start happening again? You know, how do you create positive change? Do you make people do it? You know, if you're insistent on that positive change, how far will you go to get it? Will you break all of the laws? Will you hurt people so that more people don't get hurt? It's hard, right? It's like what Yoda says. It's not, it's not if you win, it's how you win. Isn't that what Yoda said in season two? It's how you fight that matters, not whether or not you win. I don't know if I agree with that necessarily, <laughs> but it's something to think about. Hmm. What do you think, Liam? Do you think it's more important to win or to fight fair? Win. Wow. How about you, Anna? What Both. do you think? Both. Okay, fight fair and win. If you, Both of, if you have are to really fight, important. If you have to fight dirty in order to win, should you? No. Hmm. Should you yes. cheat? Should you cheat in order to win? No. Mm, no. 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 Yes? No. No? Okay. No. Right. You shouldn't. Hmm. Hmm. But if you so. had to win, <laughs> if you didn't win, and you... And not winning caused a lot of people to get hurt? Right. It then caused, should you cheat? If it caused... Like yes. two million mm. thousand people die. Right. Then people hurt. I will. Yeah. Then yes, you should cheat. Mm, if cheating doesn't hurt people. So yeah, there's the basically saying, would you hurt people or would you not hurt people? Mm -hmm. Not hurt people. So then you would cheat. Hmm. Yeah. So it's like it's the kind of like the, um, there's a thing in philosophy called the trolley problem, right? I think I've explained this to you where there's a trolley on a track and there's you know there's one person tied tied to the track over here and there's four people tied to this other track and if the trolley keeps on going and you don't do anything it's going to run over the four people but if you do something it'll change change the direction and the trolley will only run over the one person okay Which so you do pick? you do you choose to switch the track so instead of four people die and one person die do you choose to switch the track who are the people does it matter I guess not. Does it? I don't know. Train track. What if the four people on the train tracks are stormtroopers and the one person on the other track is a rebel? Do you switch the track mm. and kill the one rebel and save the four stormtroopers? That's hard. <laughs> no, I will That's not hard. switch track. What if the four are rebels and the one is a stormtrooper? Do you switch the track and kill the stormtrooper and save the rebels? Yes. Do you? Yes. So the life of a rebel is more important than the life of a stormtrooper? No, no. Four <laughs> lives of a rebel is more important than one life of a stormtrooper. But one life of a rebel is more important than four lives of stormtroopers? No. <laughs> kill the rebel and kill the stormtrooper. Uh, <laughs> there's, a, there's a video of a kid uh, doing the trolley problem. Someone's, someone's asking him the problem and... Uh, and he says, oh, I'll just go over both of them. And I'll, I'll kill all four, and then I'll go backwards, and then I'll kill the other one. <laughs> Why? That's one way to solve it. That's one Why way to solve the problem. <laughs> it was just a kid being funny, but but it was a little, little kid, like four years old or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway. Cute. So so then uh, Kanan goes and talks to Ezra, right? Because Hera's like, you got to talk to Ezra. And he goes in there, and Ezra's just like laying on his bed, 
talking to the holocron i'm assuming right the holocron's open and ezra's just laying there and then kanan comes in and ezra's like oh oh i wasn't doing anything you know he, he doesn't say that the but holocron on the desk the holocron the, no no yeah. the holocron it was already was on. on the desk yeah, yeah. and then kanan was leaning on the desk and he was moving his hand back mm-hmm. and then he touched the holocron and he's like ezra what have you been doing with this thing right it reminds me of this old uh this old commercial where a dad walks in and his kid, his son is, is like smoking uh, marijuana, <laughs> doing a drug, right? And, and the, the dad's, dad's like, why? "Where did you learn? How, where no. did you learn? Where did you get this? Where did you learn how to do this?" And the kid says, "I learned it from you, Dad. I learned it from watching you." <laughs> but, but uh, Ezra didn't necessarily learn using the Sith holocron from Kanan, but no. but it it reminds me of that same kind of situation but does ezra just lay there and talk to the sith holocron all night it's kind of weird kind of creepy yeah yeah it so is. so this That's i uh, when i was re-watching the show to write up the show notes uh the sith holocron Caraba. is here and it's on this uh Caraba. the front oh. of this magazine or a comic book i think it actually says so in arabash it says spice wars isn't that funny it's like star wars that there's a woman on the cover and she looks like she's like in this cool action pose oh that's hilarious it looks (laughs) like a superhero kanan's a fan of the spice wars comic books apparently (laughs) Uh, well at least you have to have some fun some learning from books right learn from books and not just sith holocrons so kanan takes it he's like i'm taking this i'm not gonna let you have this which is you know the right thing to do but then ezra says i don't need it just like i don't need you (gasps) that hoits that stings that hits me right here in the heart as a parent Ugh, that one hurt when i heard ezra say that yeah, I did hurt. <sighs> but I know that you kids will never say anything like that to of me. Of course! No, never, never. At you least will... she doesn't just look like a superhero. At least she has a gun. Uh, doesn't make her look so much like a superhero. Oh, you're still talking about the Spice Wars cover? Yeah. Yeah. So, there was just a hint of the Imperial March in the oh. music right after Ezra said that. When he said, I don't need it, just like I don't need you. I'm going to listen to this. Here, let's listen to this really quick. We're going to listen to this music cue. And you can kind of hear the little pianos going ding, ding, ding. Or no, I think they go ding, 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 something like that. Let's listen. I can't let you keep this. Fine. I don't need it. Just like I don't need you. You hear it? It kind of went bum, bum, bum. Bum, save bum, bum. Save me. Save me. It's <laughs> a little freaky. Yeah. <laughs> so there's, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with Ezra. There's something up with Ezra. At the end so. of the he seems to have quieted down a little bit. Mm, yes. He seems to not have anything to shadow as much. I think Maybe. Kanan um, <laughs> and Ezra are going to have an epic battle. Oh, don't say that. Don't say such yeah, things. Um, Do think it's gonna happen? So. Okay. So Ezra goes off on this mission with Zeb and Sabine and and uh, Rex and Whoa. Chopper, and uh, and they they kind of have to do this little stopover 
because uh, you can't take one hyperspace route, which is kind of cool that they show this, right? Like you can't just go from one planet to another planet necessarily. Sometimes you have to you have to go through hyperspace, come out, and then change your position, and then go through hyperspace again to get to where you're going. And maybe that's because if you didn't do that and you just tried to go from point A to point C without stopping at point B, you would fly through a planet, right? Mm. Or something like that, right? In hyperspace. Why you can, can't you fly through a planet? Why can't? Well, hyperspace is you. You can't actually. Um, if you don't chart your course when you go into hyperspace, and in between where you're going and where you end up, there is a planet. Then you will actually run into that planet. Hyperspace is just a really fast way of but going go in a straight the line. Air, the air of the planet? Yeah. Well, that would be cutting it really close. I mean, you if if the planet is in the way of your route, then you would go through the planet. So that's like, you know, in, in Legends, at least, they had, you know, hyperspace um, scouts who kind of scouted the lanes, right, and tried to figure out the best way to go. And some of them would never come back because they'd run into planets. <laughs> and actually, I think that might even be canon now. I think they mentioned hyperspace lane scouts and stuff. Hyperspace lane? <laughs> yeah, they call them hyperspace lanes. Yeah, there's lanes, like a road. Think of it as a road. I mean, there's also shipping lanes, right? Like, there's certain ways that boats cross the Atlantic Ocean. They don't just go wherever they want. There's lanes where they ship back and forth. You can't see them when you look at the ocean, but they have discovered what the best way is to get from here to there. So it's kind of, you can just imagine space being a big ocean. You know? Interesting. Yeah. So... Anyway, they come across the Mining Guild, which we saw ba back in the call with the uh, Purgle. That was the Mining Guild on that planet, and we saw those yellow TIE Fighters back in, in the call, that episode where they're trying to save the Purgle from those big space whales yeah. with the Purgle. And the ghost easily got rid of them. The Phantom. The Phantom. Yeah, blew up a couple ties. And then Ezra wanted to go and take out that other ship. He's like, we gotta blow them up, even though they weren't shooting at him. You know, that's like that's like Anakin killing Dooku after he cuts Dooku's hands off. You know, he just wanted to kill all of them. So that they could not let the Empire know that they were there. And it's just, I don't know. It's the path to <sighs> the It's just creepy. Just, ugh. I don't like it. Me neither. Alright, so, we're back on, on uh, Adelon, which is the name of that planet that the Rebels have their base on. And the Bendu calls to Kanan. So, Liam, you have a theory about the Bendu. About the Bendu and whether or not he can see, right? Um, yeah, I think he can't see, and his eyes are the owl. The convors? Huh? They're called convors, but yeah, the okay. owls. The owl convor thing. Mm -hmm. Yep. You think? Yeah. But actually, the the plural of convor is convories. Convories. Which is kind of weird. But uh. so the convories um, are his eyes. Is that what you think? So, would that mean just the convories on Adelon, or the convories in the galaxy? In the galaxy. So maybe the convories were watching, like when Ezra was um, at the end of that one episode in Rebels when they were on Adelon. Maybe that was the Bendu watching Ezra. Maybe, maybe the Bendu is watching Vader walk away from the battle with Ahsoka and then flew off. And then watched Ahsoka step down into the temple to whatever mystical plane she's going to. <laughs> you know, that's kind of cool. Maybe, was the Bendu watching way back in the Clone Wars on, uh, I think it's Waska, I think is the name of the planet? Waska! Where, where, where Ezra was 
not Ezra, <laughs> where Ahsoka was captive of the Trandoshans and they were hunting her and some other younglings. We saw convors there, convories there on that planet. Dead. We did. Cool. That was the no first. Clue what you're talking about. You don't remember that Clone Wars episode? The one with Chewbacca? That arc? The two episode arc? Where Ahsoka's on the planet and the Trandoshans are hunting her? Chewbacca? What? You guys don't remember? Oh, I love that episode! Yeah, yeah. The yes, yes. There's convories in that forest. That's the first time we saw them. Okay, okay, okay. Nope. Yeah. Don't remember. You don't remember seeing them? I don't remember that episode. You don't remember. Really? You don't remember, like, uh, Chewbacca kicking some Trandoshan butt? No. Okay. We should watch that again. And the Trandoshan it's a, King. It's a great couple episodes. Yeah. Trandoshan. Bosk. Bosk. I know, okay. I know. All right. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so I love what. I love this line from the Bendu. So the Bendu, we learn, is, you know, he's, he's someone who follows this middle path. I'm the one in the middle. Is he the only one of his kind? I don't know. But he's he follows the middle. Which doesn't necessarily mean, like, in between... I don't know what it means. Does it just mean a different way? Or does it actually mean, like, he's half dark and half light? I don't think that's what it means, right? It means maybe just, like, a different kind of path. I don't know. But I love that he says, An object cannot make you good or evil. The temptation of power, forbidden knowledge, even the desire to do good, can lead some down that path. But only you can change yourself. I like that. I really like that. Although, I do think that in the Lando comic, we do see an object make someone turn evil. That Sith artifact makes one of those cat people turn evil, right? So, the Bendu might be wrong. Which, you know, everyone's wrong sometimes. Is that canon? Uh, yes, it is. I'm saying the Bendu, but I think his name is just Bendu. He's not the Bendu. I think his name is actually Bendu. I'm not sure. But I love the way he taught Kanan to see without sight. Do you guys like that? Isn't that pretty cool? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. What, did it, did it uh, remind you of anything? Of how Kanan sees? Toph. Kind of like Toph from Avatar The Last Airbender. Toph. Talking about um, feeling and hearing. Um, yeah. Mostly just motion. Mm-hmm. It's for her. But she I think can feel oh. the motion. Yeah, she can feel it in or her feet. Stepping on the dirt. Right. I think that Bendu also used Kanan's blindness to teach him another lesson. Not just how to feel like what's around him. Right? But when Kanan was walking, he didn't actually see the spiders. He didn't think that the threat was right in front of him. He couldn't sense them, right? But they were right there, right in front of him. And he wanted to run, but he realized that there's nowhere to run. And that he needs to be at peace with himself, and then hopefully he can be at peace with all of the threats around him. Right? So he didn't see... I think of the spiders as like the dark side, or the anger in him, right? He, didn't, he doesn't even know it's there. But it's right there in front of him. And it's behind him, and there's nowhere to run. It's just part of you. So, I feel like it's almost like, the, like what Yoda learned in the final arc of the Clone Wars, right? That... You just have to make peace with the fact that you have the dark side in you. That you have some anger and fear. And until you know that in yourself, you're just going to be stuck. So who is who is this Bendu? What do you think? Do you guys think there's more like him? Are there more yes. kinds like him? Yeah? No. No? You think he's nope. like one of a kind? 
Yep. Mm. Did he I have people at one point? I think there's a lot of Bendus on that planet. Oh. But not on any other. Hmm, really? Oh. Hmm. I think that there used to be a lot of Bendu, but mm. they kind of, like, kind of died out. So mm. there's only like a few of them left. Like maybe three spread across, spread out across the galaxy. Interesting. It does look like he belongs on that planet, doesn't it? Yeah. Like the way he blended in. Maybe there's like one like on. If there was one on like a jungle planet, maybe mm. that one would blend into the oh. jungle. Sure, it's like a an adaptation, like mm-hmm. an evolutionary like adaptation. Colors, I never oh, thought of that. Yeah, pretty cool. I like that. And like, uh, maybe there would also be one on a water planet, mm. and they would just like. Like float on the water or mm. something, and they would yeah. just melt in. Or maybe they'd be like a big. Uh, they their backs would look like a big island. Maybe, like like the. T- that reminds me, like you know the, the top the Avatar. Well, that reminds me of Avatar. Like the lion, was it lion turtle? Is that what they call them in, in Avatar? Yeah, the big lion turtle. <laughs> so, do you think that Yoda was aware of Bendu, or that there is anyone like him, like? Did Yoda, does Yoda, I guess Yoda's still alive, right? Do, do you think he knows about him? I mean, is that something that is just totally unknown to the Jedi, that there's this this force being that follows this middle path? Or do you think yes. they, yes. you think it's unknown? Me too. I think it's unknown. Mm. I think they only call to the Jedi and the Sith that really need help. Oh, interesting. Do, if the Jedi knew about Bendu, do you think that they would ever tell their younglings or students about him? Yes. They would? They never. They don't teach them about the Sith. They don't teach them Sith ways or what the Sith believe or follow. Because they're afraid that once you know, you might follow that path. It's forbidden knowledge. But that's not... It's not really a path. The Bendu isn't a path. It's the middle path. So, I don't know. It's not Bogan or Ashla. Huh? Right? That's like, what you said. The Jedi are... Follow the uh, Ashla, Bogan? and the Bogan the is the dark is, side. Bogan. The Bogan is the path okay. of the dark side, yeah. And so Ashla is... Is the light. light. According to Bendu, right? Uh, remember, this is all according to Bendu. He's just a person. We don't know. He's not some all-knowing being, right? I mean... Maybe he's he has his own point of view. Oh, yeah, I don't know about that. Maybe, he's but... bad guy. <laughs> Because it seemed like the owl was a bad guy. Well, who else have we met who's in the middle in Star Wars? I know, I know, I know, I know! Great. Or did it have to be... He had had a son and a daughter who embodied the light (gasps) and the the dark. The father claimed to be in the middle. He managed the dark and the light, right? So, yeah. I don't know. Uh, do, you, do you think we're going to see uh, Bendu again in Rebels? Maybe if Kanan really needs him again. Well, yeah, and or think about what does Bendu have right now? Owls. What else does he have in his possession? The Sith holocron. I don't maybe think that's going to. Maybe side. No, not maybe, but I don't think that's going to stay in Bendu's hands for the rest of time. I think. Uh, He's probably uh, just going to. Ezra might steal it again. Wow. Or he might just go, bam, and yeah. punch it. Punch, yeah. punch the Sith hologram? Yeah. Bendu's going to punch the hologram? And he's going to go, Oh, it's going to shatter, shatter into a million pieces? Uh, I don't think 2, so. 2,000 million. Wow, 2,000 million. 
All right. Let's talk about the the big blue the big blue elephant in the room. The big blue the big, big blue dude. The blue dude enter Thrawn. Oh, Thrawn. the blue dude. That's it. Okay. Thrawn. Thrawn promoted to Grand Admirable. 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 Well, he's just such an admirable guy. Look at this. Look at this. Ready? Admirable. Yeah, he's admirable. It's Thrawn. Is that how Thrawn sounds? No. It's supposed to be doing an accent of. Yes, admirable. Grand Admirable Thrawn. (laughs) The first Grand Admirable in the Empire. So, no, but he's the Grand Admiral, and and uh, what Admiral Constantine is a like, Grand Admiral, and he's like, yeah, I got a promotion after my victory at Bataan. I love how Callus pointed out that there are more civilians than rebels killed in that battle. Right? Like, Callus is like, wait a second, you got promoted? You killed more civilians than rebels. You killed just innocent people in this battle. Right? Nice. And and right and I this I think this lends to my theory that Thrawn is totally going to find out that Callus has rebel sympathies that of he course. yeah he's going to figure him out yeah so then Governor Price who is the governor of Lothal right who we've heard about but have never seen until this episode she says oh those are acceptable losses there's no rebels there anymore are there so he did a good thing right she's quite the villain herself I'd always thought that Governor Price. Because they'd mentioned her, but we never saw her. I always thought maybe she was in prison or actually dead, and that the Empire was just telling Lothal that she was around. But I guess not. Here she is, bringing the, bringing the pain, bringing the Grand Admiral, the Seventh Fleet, which is must be the fleet that Grand Admirable Thrawn commands. <laughs> Literally, again, Grand Admirable Thrawn. <laughs> uh, I, and then Tarkin just calls him Thrawn. <laughs> He does. He's like, what do you think, Thrawn? He doesn't call him Grand Admirable. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't try to say it that time. He didn't call him Grand Admiral Thrawn. I didn't try to say it that time. <laughs> uh, I think I have an episode title. Grand Admirable Thrawn. <laughs> so it's interesting that, that Tarkin didn't use that title. But maybe he can get away with it. Maybe he's a high enough rank that he can get away with it. So the rebels arrive at Reclam Station, which I think is kind of a funny name because it's it's a it's I'm like laughing. it's like a reclamation plant. Right? Reclamation. So it's Reclam Station. No, reclamation <laughs> means like you take like ships and reclaim them. You take the parts out That's of them. Funny. And, yeah. So it's reclaim station. Reclaim station, right? Um, so they're they're reclaiming the parts of the Y wings. Although it looks like almost like they're just dumping them into the atmosphere, but maybe they're using some parts, like the hyperdrives. They took them out. We learned later in the episode. So maybe they use those hyperdrives for other things, like uh, you know, tie advance, something like that. Uh, so Ezra makes the call because they were just supposed to like look at this thing and then leave, but he's like, no, we got to capture them right right now. And, uh, so then they're, they're going to go on their big mission. And he's like, that's an order. You have to do it because I'm in command, you know, and you have to do it. And they're all like, all right, you know, I guess. What did did Ezra say to do? They have to go take these Y-wings now. 
because they're being destroyed right now. So they have to get them. Otherwise they'd be destroyed and they'd never get them. Right. Which is, it's true. Right. True. It is true. Um, but you could die. Yep. So, but he makes that call and I mean, you know, it does work out for him. So, I don't know. So there's that dismantler droid in the atmosphere and it starts attacking the phantom. And then we get Rex using the word clanker again. <laughs> Which is so fun to hear. He's like, I'm going to get them clankers. Clankers! I'll get them with these clankers! Pew, 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 clankers! And I love, and when he's fighting... Bucket has a clanker! He, go down! When he's fighting the clanker, we actually hear the clone music from the we Clone do? Wars. Yes. Yes, here, listen, they'll play it for you. So yeah, there's like that. Dun, 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 dun. And it's kind of like buried underneath all of that action noise, but it's pretty cool. It's fun to hear. I love hearing old Clone Wars the themes. Pew 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 pew. Right, all the pew pew pew. <laughs> clank clank. Yeah. So then they land on the station. And the Ugnaughts come out, and what are Ezra's first words? Get out of the way. I don't want to hurt you. That reminds me of, like, a neighbor that we used to have, and he would always uh, gossip about people in the neighborhood. He'd always talk about other people, and he'd always, whenever, he'd always talk about them, and he'd always start off his sentences, Oh, I hate to tell you, or, Oh, I hate to say it, but, right? But, of course, he loved to tell me. He loved to say it. Right? Yeah. So I think Ezra, you know, he he would he would totally hurt them. He doesn't care. Get out of the way. I don't want to hurt you, right? Like who says that? Who someone who's ready to hurt them says that, right? Why wouldn't he be like, "Hey, how you guys doing? Um can I help you out at all? Do you need some help? Can you help me?" Right? That's the Jedi way. Or he could just say, I have some very, very, very important business to do. So if you kind of let me pass, thank you. <laughs> or you could just Jedi for mm. jump over. Or you could sure. just be like, excuse me, and then just mm-hmm. run past them. <laughs> True. Or he just didn't have to say anything. Sure. Just jump over them, right. like I said. Yeah. But anyway, Hondo talks to them, because apparently Hondo can speak Ugnot. Apparently. Cool. And, uh... So Ezra tells Hondo, get them to shut off the conveyor. He doesn't even ask. He's like, just get them to shut it off. He doesn't say, hey, see if they can shut off the... Or ask them if they will shut off the conveyor. No, get them to. Just do it. Get them to do it. Make them do it. Hondo doesn't really care. I know. But Ezra should be better than that. He needs to be polite. Right. I am disappointed in you, Ezra Bridger. I raised you better than this. (laughs) All right, so there's, you know, things that happen. Ezra has to go confront Titus, who used to, he was the the captain of that interdictor star destroyer that would pull ships out of hyperspace. I don't know if you guys remember that from season two, but he goes and tells him to shut off all the power so they can get the Y-wings out, and he doesn't do it. So then Ezra, like, turns the power off with his lightsaber. And, uh, you know, anyone who can't escape that station is going to fall to their fiery deaths. So, 
It's the brand new Ezra, I guess. Did they really um, see, need the X-Wings fighters? I mean, the Y-Wings fighters shot badly? Well, I don't know. So, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they did get some. They got five of them. That's what they said, right? So, so Hondo escapes with the Ugnaughts in the Imperial shuttle. And then Ezra makes his way to the Phantom. Uh, while Zeb and Sabine and Chopper are all escaping with the Y-Wings, right? And the Phantom... What happens to the Phantom, Liam? It gets blown up. It gets blown up. It's sad to see a ship go like that. I felt sad. It was a, it was like a, a sad death scene, but it was for a ship. They should really be. I really great. connected to that ship. Yeah. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, makes me wonder if we'll ever, we'll ever see the Falcon go. At some point. No. No, no, no. No? No. At least I hope not. <laughs> nope. No, it will not go. No, it will not. So sure it won't go. So Ezra's stranded on the station, and it's falling, and he says, this is wrong. It's all wrong. Oh, oh, you thought everything was going to go your way, Ezra? You thought you could just <laughs> Jedi your way out of it? You know? And then he's like, Kanan, where are you? Well, you know where he is? You said you didn't need him. So... He's back home. He, he's not here because he said you don't need him. But he was That's coming. what I want to say. But of course he is coming. Of course. Of course. But part of me wants to say that. Like, what? You, this is the bed you made. Sleep in it. You know? Like, this is what you did to yourself. But but the other part of me knows that, you know, kids say things they don't mean. Right? And uh, and Kanan does the right thing by coming to save Ezra. Right? Even though part of me wants Kanan to be like, hey, you said you didn't need me. Right. Uh, you know, save yourself. You know? But no, that's not the right thing to do, you know, if you, you know, if you view it as like a parent-child relationship, which I think it kind of is, you know, parents have to be there for their kids even after their kids say they don't need them, you know? So Kanan and Hera save Ezra. And uh, they come with the fleet, right? Or at least their cell, their, their small part of the rebels, right? And they have that carrier that they got from season two, that aircraft carrier. That's kind of cool to see that again. Like, I wonder if they wrote that episode because they knew eventually they were going to have to get these Y-Wings. And... Yeah, the one that they got, that was over Ryloth. That was from that episode where where uh, Hera and Cham. Yeah. almost betrayed. Almost betrayed her. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yep. Um, so it's kind of cool. I, I like that ship. I like how that looks. It's kind of cool to see that again. So then uh, Callus says, we have the Admiral. Because the Admiral is online. Like, he's on the phone, right? No, we have the Admirable. <laughs> we have the Admirable. We have Admirable. The Admirable Admiral Throne. So, he says, we have the Admiral. What didn't he say? He didn't say, we have the Grand Admiral. I mean, this is a military, right? You have to refer to someone as their rank. You can't just call them Throne. You can't call a Grand Admiral Admiral, right? But Callus, good old Callus, just calls him Admiral. And you know, the writers of this show did not do that by accident. Everything means something. So I think that uh, that's Callus's small little way of Of maybe not showing dislike. Showing disrespect and dislike to Thrawn, yeah. I mean, Thrawn didn't hear it, but. So then Thrawn tells them, tells Governor Price and Callus and Constantine to let them go because he's playing the long game. And we're going to see that this season, right? He is too smart. I want a bigger. Mm-hmm. There's a bigger kill. Yep. 
and I don't know how letting them go is going to help him get the bigger kill, but he has a plan. Because when, when all the fleet comes to attack him, he'll be ready. Oh, then he'll get them all at once. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'll have this huge smart rocket thingy. <laughs> yes, Anna. Big as the Death Star. Okay, so I was thinking, like, at one part in the episode, he, um, like, he thought what they were going to do next, and he made up this plan, like, then when they show up, we'll crush Mm. them and Mm -hmm. stuff. It was just creepy, and I was just like, he is too smart. Yeah? Yeah. Like, do you think he's actually too smart? Like, um... Like, is, did the writers of the show make him too smart? Like, yes. he shouldn't know everything that he knows? Right. Yeah. That's actually one criticism of Thrawn that I've heard is that he... It's kind of like the Emperor, too, right? But the Emperor has the Force to guide him, right? Thrawn doesn't have the Force. But, but yeah, like, how could you know everyone's next move, you know? And hopefully they'll explain it a little more in, in this season. Like, just how is Thrawn so knowledgeable? How does he know all this stuff, Right. Because he's just smart. He figures well, it out. Sure, but, but I mean... still, I mean, yeah. it's so ugh, annoying. It's kind of annoying, yeah? Yeah, mm. super cruel. And cruel and creepy. And creepy. And he talks very low. It's hard to hear. You gotta lean in to hear him. He wants you... He wants you to be really listening to him. I, that's like a teaching tactic, right? Like Liam and Anna, both of you are uh, the teacher yet for kindergarten. She talks really soft, but it makes the whole classroom be quiet so that they can hear what she's saying. I love it. Tron's like the opposite of your kindergarten teacher, but he still uses the same tactics when talking. You have to listen really closely to him. All right, so they catch the they they steal the Y wings. The rebels have the Y wings, and they're going to General Dodonna's unit. So do you guys do you remember who General Dodonna is? Yeah, but I forget. You remember but yeah, you forget? But I forget. Yeah. So he is the guy with the big beard, the white beard who's kind of telling oh, everyone. Oh yeah, the guy who tells the who shows the all the X-wings pilots about the Death Star. Yeah, the first Death Star, that's right. So he's on Yavin when he does that, right? So he is in charge of the unit on Yavin. So there's Phoenix Squadron, right? And and there's that unit. And then there's General Dodonna's unit on Yavin. So I, I always thought Yavin would maybe have been more than one unit. Like, at least in A New Hope. Because there's X-Wings and Y-Wings. But maybe that's just one group. Just like Phoenix Squadron is one group. So I think we've seen Dodonna in the Rogue One trailers. And I think we're going to see him in Rogue One. Which is pretty cool. He did? Yeah, he's in the background. Yep. I don't think Mon Mothma is part of the uh, the Yavin unit, but she's on Yavin in those trailers, so maybe she's kind of like the glue, trying to stick all of the different rebel cells together. That'd be kind of cool, you know, because she is like the, the, I think they even call her the Chancellor. She's the Chancellor of the Republic in Exile, I think. So, yeah. Good to know. Yeah. So, I think this episode is pretty good. Me too. What do you kids think? Uh, on a scale of... Uh, Sith Acolyte to Bendu to Jedi Grandmaster. What do you kids give this episode? So Sith Acolyte, that'd be like, you know, like Ventress or, um, you know, uh, Savage Press. Savage Press. And then you got Sith, like, you know, Dooku, Sidious. Can I just do it? You got Bendu. You got Jedi. You got a Padawan, Youngling. You know, Jedi Master, Jedi Grandmaster. What do you you give it? 
just do, give the episode? do one to master. Master? Jedi Master? You give this episode a Jedi Master? I'm going to give this episode a... Um, I'm going to give this episode a Padawan. I mean, I like it, but it didn't blow me away. I think we're going to see a lot of really great stuff Actually, later in this season. Jedi Knight. Jedi Knight? Okay. Mm-hmm. Jedi Knight, I give it a Padawan, Anna. Um, I'm going to do a scale from 1 to 10, because okay. that's just sure. confusing. Sure, pick a number. Um, I'll assign it to value. Eight and a half. Eight and a half. So I'm that's Jedi Master. Yeah. yeah. Not a Grandmaster, but Jedi Master. Yeah. Hey. So I read something recently that maybe gives us an idea of what to expect from Season 3. Uh, Dave Filoni said in this interview with io9, he said, A lot of Season 3 is centered on one line in A New Hope. Tarkin tells Vader that the fire of the Jedi has gone out of the universe. So you have to start to enter this period where it seems like the rule of the day isn't people who wield the force, but it's more people who are controlling military might and starfleets. They seem to be the ones in control by the time of A New Hope. So what does this mean for Kanan? This is me talking now. What does this mean for Kanan and Ezra? If the fire of the Jedi has gone out of the universe, does it mean that they have to die? No! I I hope not. Yeah, it means like they have to die. Yeah, I think it does mean that the time by the time of Rogue One and A New Hope come around, uh, which I think is only a few years away from what we're seeing in Rebels right now. Die. Well, they have to not be active in the rebellion. They have to not really be around. Rebellion. So what? Where could they be if they're not around? Um. And they're not dead, because I hope they don't die. They could all live at Ezra's place, and they could, like, build it bigger. Mm-hmm. On, on Lothal? Yeah, the yeah. home sweet comm tower. Home sweet comm tower? As it says <laughs> in Ezra's journal. That's what he calls it in Ezra's journal? That's awesome. <laughs> what do you think, Anna? I like the way that Liam thinks. Yeah, I do too. They would just, like, find a place on mm-hmm. maybe a nice planet or something, yeah. and just, like, make a home and start, like, a life. Just with themselves as a family. That would be awesome. It would. Some pl- I, I have an idea of some other places they could do that where they wouldn't be found by the Empire. Lyrason? Where's that? Where Zeb's people live. It's a place that's very hard to get to. You kind of have to use the force to get there. Uh, Mortis? If they could find Mortis and just live there, that'd be awesome. Maybe. I mean, they would maybe never get to leave, but I don't know if they'd want to. Okay. I don't know. Is that it? They could pick, like, Actually, a very deserted planet, like, a- um, what's it called? Dantooine. Dantooine? They're on Dantooine. Ashley Eckstein used to joke that uh, after the Clone Wars, uh, Ahsoka went to go live on a pony farm. <laughs> So maybe there's like a pony farm planet. There's <laughs> just ponies. The rebels just go live there. So StarWars.com has a trivia guide for this episode. And in it, there's something I didn't realize. Zeb has an illustration of a jupa on his armor. What's a In jupa? season three. That's the big worm thing that tried to eat him in season two. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so there's a little drawing of a jupa. Oh, what thing. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Food. It also food. food. That's what it is. <laughs> uh, this trivia guide also said that the Bendu was originally going to be in season th- season two, 
at the mystery of Chopper Base, the one with the spiders. Hmm, that would be good. And I, I would that, like that, but... That Bendu was going to be a lot bigger. And originally the rebels were going to build their base on Bendu's back without knowing it. And then they'd go on a mission and they'd come back and their base would be gone because Bendu had moved. <laughs> That'd be kind of weird. It would be kind of funny, though. So, uh, speaking of Bendu, StarWars.com also released the full character illustration for Bendu. And uh, I would like to think that if, if he existed in Avatar The Last Airbender, he'd be called a turtle moose. Because look at him. He kind of looks like a... A moose. Yeah, um, but he kind of has like a, a shell, right? How? Well, you see, in, you see how he, his feet are there? We'll put this moose. image up on children yeah, of the dot turtle com. Moose, definitely. Turtle moose. Yeah, that's turtle that's what I'm going to call him from now on. Turtle moose. Bendu the turtle moose. <laughs> Bendu the or maybe, turtle moose. Or maybe that's Bendu. a species, Bendu. Hmm. Maybe. Maybe he's like I'm Tito, sorry, right? Where it's his arm? name and his species. Is that a Bendu's arm? That's a Bendu arm, arm, yeah. That's a Bendu's arm. Arm and then a human? So that's about how big a human yep, is compared yep. to a Bendu You can see the little human comparison to how big Bendu is right there. Yeah, Bendu's pretty big. He's a big dude. But he's going to be a He's a big Ben dude. <laughs> he's a big <laughs> Ben dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I don't get it. He's <laughs> a big Ben dude. Ben dude. Ben dude. I'm calling him Ben dude from now on. <laughs> All right, so, so, favorite moment of the episode. Anna. Uh, Liam. We need to do a comparison. You know Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader when they're fighting in episode four? Yeah. When he's standing Wait, up. Wait, who? Hanging. Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader? Oh, yeah. in Empire Strikes Back, you mean? In, yeah. Episode when five. He's, yeah, yeah. When he's hanging mm -hmm. um, on Bespin. Yeah. Picture Ezra yeah. hanging on that thing. Yeah. Beside Luke hanging on that thing. And the other thing. And he says, Kanan, where are you? Right? Yeah. Oh, it yeah. has a very similar kind of... It is. Similar feel to it. I don't know if yeah, it's going like to look the same. Yeah, like the same voice and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It, it, it looks kind of similar because they're standing on... They're each standing, holding on to something mm -hmm. above something big. Sure. You know, and, so. and that brings up another thing that I thought when I saw that big oh, station. Oh, and that's my favorite part. That's your favorite part. When he's like, Kanan, where are you? Yeah. yeah. So there's that big station, and it has the big uh, like catwalk that comes out of it, right? When the station starts to drop down, the catwalk kind of comes up, and it reminds me of when Anakin and Obi-Wan were fighting on that catwalk, and then it dropped down into the lava, and it started rising up. Your favorite moment, Anna? It was all so good. Mm -hmm. I don't really have a favorite moment. You don't have a favorite. That's you, awesome. you've, always, you've always not liked picking favorites. That's that's just kind of how you are. Uh, I mean, I like like favorite colors and favorite animals and stuff. Sure, but it's also still really hard to pick. Yeah, it's hard for me to pick too. So I'm going to go with when Zeb said wizard. For what? Zeb said uh, wizard. It was a wizard, right? Uh, about about uh, Ezra defeating the stormtroopers at the beginning oh, of the episode. You know, right? One of my favorite parts is when Zeb says Carapest, and then oh. Hondo's like, what the heck does that mean? <laughs> Remember? When they're running away, oh, yeah. Zeb's and like, Carapest, and then yeah. another's like, what the heck does that mean? Uh -huh. And then another time, Sabine says Carapest, and then Zeb was like, exactly my thoughts. <laughs> yep, yep. 
Okay, so before we started recording this episode, I went on Twitter and said, hey, if anyone has any questions for the kids, uh, you know, let us know. Uh, let us know here on Twitter. And uh, Stephen Kent, who is uh, one of the members of Beltway Banthas, the podcast, it's a Star Wars politics podcast, which is really cool. I love listening to their podcast. Uh, his daughter actually recorded a short video, which we're going to listen to right now. We have not heard it yet, but we're going to listen to it and respond to it. So here we go. I'm concerned about Ezra and, like, why is he, like, why is, is he, like, gonna turn to the dark side at some point? Or, like, what is going on with him? Like, no one knows. Like, who knows? And we do really like the new episode. All right. <laughs> so she is concerned about Ezra. And, uh, uh, I can hear that. Yeah. <laughs> I totally I, heard that. We, we are also concerned, but yeah, that's, uh, what's up with Ezra? I mean, that's kind of the question of the season, I think. So I think, and I said this on our last episode too, I, I think he is going to go to the dark side. I think he will. I think he will hopefully come back. I think he's going to go to the dark side, but realize how much his friends love him and how much they want him to come back, and then he's going to come back. Because I think Darth Maul's going to do something to his friends, and mm. then he's going to be like, what? What? Are, wait, what are you doing with my friends? Stop. Mm, right. And then he might, like, start turning good again. Yeah. But, like, once you start down that path, forever will it dominate your destiny. That's not always true. Well, I mean, it doesn't. You don't have to stay dark, but it will dominate your destiny. So it will change you. Even if you change back, you're still changed because you went. And he has started down that path already. So I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to just uh, you know tune in every week and uh, really hope that you know Ezra. Sees the light before he is consumed by the dark. All right. Well, thank you, Stephen, for passing that along to us. And uh, yeah, it was a. Uh, it's a good question. I think it's one that we all have. So, all right. So now we're going to talk about the very end of the episode because we haven't yet, and it's the end of our episode now. So we're going to talk about the end of the episode. No, it's okay. People people know not to listen to this if they haven't seen the episode yet. Yeah, we're going to talk about the end of that. So, so Ezra and Kanan are talking at the end, and Ezra apologizes for using the Sith holocron. But then, what does he do? He asks Kanan what he did with it. So, what'd you do with that holocron? Where'd you put that holocron, Kanan? Right? So he still wants it. He is not done with that hologram. And uh, it kind of reminds me of Lord of the Rings with Gollum and the Ring. And I know Dave Filoni is a huge Lord of the Rings fan, so I don't think this is coincidental. <laughs> where, where Gollum becomes obsessed with the Ring. And it's his precious. My precious. So it, it twists him and it turns him because the ring actually does kind of, he feels like the ring talks to him and he talks to the ring and it changes him. It deforms him. It turns him into this greedy little you know guy who will do anything to protect his ring, you know, uh, obsessed with the power of the ring. It's kind of almost like, like an addict. Like he's addicted to that power of the ring. It gives you power? 
It does, and so does the Holocron. And Dave Filoni also said in this io9 interview, he said, So it's really about power, how we use power and claim power for ourselves, which is ultimately the path between selfishness or selflessness, which is always underneath the story of Star Wars. Are you going to be selfish or are you going to be selfless and help others? I'm going to care about myself, but also help others. (laughs) All right, you're the Ben dude. Selfless. 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 Yeah. Really? Selfless. You'll be selfless. No, that no, means I you st- only care for other people. Like you only help other people. No, you don't even care. No, about exactly. Yourself. It doesn't mean that. What selfless? Yeah. No, it means that you care about other people. But you don't care about yourself. Well, you have selfless? to care. You have to take. I care about everybody. Obviously, there's a balance. I'm the Bendu. There's okay, a balance. I'm the Bendu. Fine, but, I'll be selfless. Then. But. A lot of times, yes, you, you need to take care of yourself first, but that doesn't mean that you take I'm care of yourself at the expense of others, right? Right. So, so this ends with Ezra thanking Canaan for coming back, right? And what does Canaan say? I'll always come back. I'll always come back. And then Ezra says, I know. And that seems like kind of a touching moment, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. But honestly, when I hear it, it it makes me really worried. <laughs> because if Ezra knows that Kanan's always going to come to the rescue, what other kind of stuff is Ezra going to pull? Like, I guess. I don't think Kanan was wrong coming to Ezra's rescue. But I also he think like set a trap or something. Ezra needs to take care of Ezra. And he shouldn't always have to depend on Kanan... To come back. Right? So that seemed like foreshadowing to me. Like, that's going to be a problem, actually. But I don't know. I don't know. So let's go out. Let's listen to that little exchange, and uh, and we'll go out on that. Um, but before we do, uh, I want to really quickly uh, thank everybody for listening to this episode of Reaction Core. If you want to follow us online, you can contact us via Twitter. We are... At Force Children. Our Facebook is... Children of the Force. And uh, our website is www.childrenoftheforce.com. Leave us a voicemail at speakpipe.org slash childrenoftheforce. You can become a patron and uh, give a little bit of a little bit of money to the show to help us. You sound uh, greedy. If you want, really do that. You sound <laughs> if you want. All right. Well, if uh, if you want to reward my greed <laughs> for money, you can go to <laughs> Patreon.com/slash/ChildrenOfTheForce. of the force and give me some money i want money how's if that does that sound greedy can, if you can <laughs> give us five dollars a month not more money Bye. i want it all i want all of the money Money, 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 money,
Um, so, and then also please leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher or anywhere else you listen to us. We would love that. Um, we would love that. That would be awesome. Almost positively played on the show. We would all. Oh, I would probably read the iTunes review, yes. Unless oh. it's mean, you're right. Couldn't we play the... Oh, we if it can't. said, like, uh, when oh, when Al said it. money in that voice, he made my child cry, then, you know, I might not read that. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, uh, yeah, just, uh, you know, get a hold of us. Let us know what you think. Uh, let us know what you think we could do better. Let us know what you think we did good. And, let uh, yeah. Just let us know if you like our podcast. Sure. All right, so for Children of the it. Force Reaction Corps, I'm Al. I'm Anna. Oh, yeah, I'm Liam. Oh, yeah, I'm Liam. And may the force be with you. Oh, um, one more thing. I wanted to thank you for coming back. I'll always come back. I know. Why is everybody staring at me?